Hello and welcome to the Life Central Youth Podcast. It's so good that you are tuning in. We are back on our Monday routine of releasing our podcasts on a Monday. And I hope you've enjoyed the podcast throughout the summer. The sex series has been amazing last week. We had the Back to School podcast. And today I am joined by the legend that is Mr. Tim Alford from Limitless. Tim, how are you doing, mate? Doing very well. Thank you, Andy. And uh, hello, everybody at Life Central Youth. Great to be with you. Good, good. Tim, I've got a burning question before we get started. Good one. And that is, how do you feel about autumn? Because I hate autumn. Like, for me, autumn is just a slow death of summer. And so it makes me feel really sad. How are you feeling going into September in the autumn time? Uh, Autumn is probably my least favourite season. The reason being that the worst weather in my my personal opinion is what I'm trying to say. The worst weather is warm and wet. Right. Because what do you wear? Do you know what I'm saying? That's true. Like if you wear like a big coat, you're boiling. If you wear your t-shirt because it's warm, you're soaking. So that's so true. I'm I'm not into that. My favorite weather is like when it's cold and sunny. So I do really like winter on those sunny, fresh days. Um, That is good weather to be fair. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not all bad. I quite like I quite like the dark nights, you know, the colder at night. I like that it's colder at night, you know. It's not all bad. Not all bad. Mm. I'm all about the sunshine. Like oh, yeah. I'm all about it being nice and sunny. So so kind of March through to the end of August is like is peak peak Andy Hancock time. That's <laughs> that's when I'm at my best. And then September through to the end of February is like mm. I can't wait for it to get better. So I like I like it when we hit December the twenty first because then from December the twenty second summer's on the way. Oh, okay, okay. Whereas I'm now, not, like the the nights are getting darker and darker. Whereas from the twenty second of December, the nights are getting later again. The thing is, Andy, I just love Christmas. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. You know, I, when the autumn comes, it tells me we're getting closer to Christmas. Mm. See, like you know, Christmas music, Christmas food, it's all good. Mm, life central youth know that i have a policy that when i'm made president i will propose that we have christmas every other year because i oh, think it'd Andrew. be better if i think it'd be better if it was every other year because oh, we get less familiar with all the songs and stuff but anyway we are digressing <laughs> we are digressing into my manifesto for president of the world in 2026 uh, that's to come soon stay tuned for another podcast for that one <laughs> um, but tim i wanted to chat about how do we create a new digital rhythm yeah. you know the last five months we have been in lockdown with you know varying degrees of lockdown we've um, been kind of spending lots of time on Zoom. And I'm, I, although I don't love Zoom, I'm actually really grateful for Zoom because this season would have been a million times harder without Zoom. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I've, I've discovered TikTok in, in the last five months. I <laughs> love it. And TikTok's really built to be an addictive platform. It's yeah. you, know, you scroll up and it just makes you want to watch more and more and more. And yeah. do you know what I mean? My toilet time has increased because I'm sitting watching TikTok <laughs> whilst doing a poo and I'm there for three hours. But, like... I, I suppose I want us to to talk about how do we understand the 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 balance and the tension that we need to yeah. to hold. Of our phones are great, social media is a lot of fun, but actually there's loads of research out there that 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 tells us that it's unhealthy for us. And then we'll move on later to talk about well, how can we create those new digital rhythms? But you know, what are some of the things that we need to be aware of, Tim, when it comes to thinking about our phones and social media? How how is it addictive for us? That that is 
Um, a, a really good question. And I think what you said there about TikTok being designed for addiction actually really gets to the point because I think the, th the thing, Andy, that we sometimes miss with our phones and with our social platforms is that um, we as individuals are not the customer. We are the product. And what's being sold is our attention. So wow. the way these social media um, like uh, channels make their money is by selling advertising space, right? So we don't pay to have an Instagram. We don't pay to have a TikTok. What's being sold to companies is our attention. And so therefore, wow. the more of our attention that they can keep, gain and keep, the more they can sell advertising space for. So we've got to be aware of that, I think. We're the product. That's so it? interesting because that's a, already that's a twist, isn't it? That, that yeah. I am not, I'm not a consumer of a product. I'm a product who is being consumed. Exactly right. My, wow. and, and what's being sold is my time and attention. And it's being sold to the companies who are paying for advertising space. That, wow. is, how, that is how these social media platforms exist because that's how they make their money. Uh, and so on that basis, therefore, these platforms are designed for um, uh, uh, stimulation and uh, uh, co constant re-stimulation and attention because that's how, that's how they make their money. That's how they sell their products. So we need to be, I think, aware that that's what's going on and that the platforms, you know, the way that we refresh our feeds, the way that, you know, we interact with one another through likes and shares and comments, all of that is about keeping, uh, getting and keeping our attention. You know, one thing that is really interesting, you know, Steve Jobs, um, founder of Apple, um, who, you know, uh, iPad came out of course, mm -hmm. when he was still alive. So Steve Jobs, he, you know, stands on stage at the Apple Expo that they do every year, gives this kind of incredible speech about how amazing the iPad is, how it would change his life. But did you know that Steve Jobs wouldn't let his kids have an iPad? No way. Yeah, because wow. he knew that they were designed and created to, for, for addiction. So we've got to be really careful because so when – when like studies have been done and analysis has been done around this, what, what is seen is that not in terms of the substance in our bodies, but in terms of the stimulation in our brains, the same thing is happening in our brains when we, when we get a like or a comment on our channels as when we take an addictive drug like, like heroin. So obviously the substance isn't there, the addictive substance isn't mm. there, but in terms of the, the, the dopamine that is released in our brains, that is the same thing that's going on. So it's, it's physiologically, it is addictive and it's designed to grab our attention and, and addict us. So I think we've got wow. to be really aware of that. So, so, so effectively, like so many of us could be addicted to our phones without ever realizing that we are? I, I think that we are. I think that most of us manifest signs of at very least compulsion if not full-blown addiction. And so what, would be, what would be some signs, then, Tim, that you would say, like, someone listening to this going, you're addicted to your phone, if you do what? What are some signs? I think if you feel anxious when you're separated from it, I think if, you, um, if it's on, like, the sofa next to you or on your bedside table next to you and you pick it up without the intention of doing anything on it, so you're not like, oh, I need to get in touch with my mate, 
it, you just it, by compulsion you're doing it. In fact, did you did you know? So um, some psychologists are saying right now that in the same way that say a pianist will wire into their muscle memory how to play a B flat on the keyboard through mm-hmm. multiple repetitions, we've actually wired into our muscle memory to automatically reach for the phone in our pockets every time even the briefest moment of downtime presents itself to us. So it's literally a reflex. We don't think about it. It just happens. It's in our muscle memory. We've wired it in. So, you know, a pianist doesn't have to think about how to play a B flat. It mm-hmm. just happens with their fingers because they've done it so many times. That's what's happening with us on our phone. So it's a sign of addiction. But there were these, um, so there were some Swedish scientists and they've put together this, um, uh, I guess it's like a checklist, uh, an addiction checklist. So this is what they said. They said during the past year, have you often found it difficult not to look at messages on social media when you were doing something else? Have yes. you often, <laughs> have, have you, you don't have to answer all of them if you don't want to. Have you often sat waiting until something happens on social media again? So you've checked all your feeds, you've gone around, you've, you've done it all, and then you kind of go again to see if anything new has happened. Yes. Uh, have, you, <laughs> have you felt the need to check messages on social media more and more often? Have you often felt <laughs> tense better? Have you often felt tense or restless if you weren't able to look at messages on social media? So for whatever you run out of battery or something and you felt uneasy about it because you couldn't get to it. Um, have you tried to spend less time on social media but failed? Have you used social media as an escape from negative feelings? Have you often not paid attention uh, at school or while doing homework bec- or, or while you were at church or at youth because you were using social media. This is a big one. Have you not had enough sleep because you were using social media too late at night? Um, have you had arguments with others? Somebody close to you has said, you're on your phone too much because of your use of social media. Have you devoted no attention to the people around you, your family or friends, because you were using social media instead? Or have you regle- neglected other activities, hobbies or sport or whatever it is because you wanted to use social media instead? They said, if you can answer yes to, to some of or, or all of those questions, that's addiction uh, to social media. So, you know, maybe as people might just want to use the scroll back and listen to those things and reflect, you know, could, could it be me? Mm, and actually, gosh. the truth is, it's most of us. That's, that's so convicting because I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, no, 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 I'm all right. I'm all right on that one. And like, <laughs> yeah. like, I think sometimes I think, well, I'm really good at not being on that and I'm really good at this and there's bits that I'm really good at and then other bits that I'm like, absolutely. And and I think like we're, we're not saying that social media and being on your phone is, is bad. Do you know what I mean? Social media can be a lot of fun. And, and I think like for, for me, social media really comes alive when there's – when there's a major world or national event happening, do you know what I mean? I love, yeah. I love being on Twitter when, when you know everybody's watching a certain football game or everyone's yeah. watching a certain program, and it's like you'll get you're almost interacting with the world in one go. And but it's when it when you're sitting there consuming it and you're you're desperate for it that it becomes and like you're hitting those things that you said. That's when it becomes a real real problem, isn't it? And we all get those like screen time reports or especially if you've got uh, an iphone you get a weekly screen time report that gives us like a, an average how much we use it and yeah and all of that like that that can be quite terrifying can't it Tim? it can well you know what andy a, a little story about that i was having a conversation with one of our young people in in, in the youth group where, where i'm on the team 
And I, I don't remember how we got there, but we got onto the, the subject of screen time. I think she was on her, her phone while we were chatting or whatever. And uh, so we had a look at her screen time uh, and we did a few quick sums. So we took, we took the amount of time, like the average time over the past seven days that she'd been on per day. We worked out how much time she would therefore be on it a month, how, how much time she would be on it a year. And then we worked out, taking away the time she would be asleep, how much time she would spend on it in her life if she lived to 80 years. She would have spent 25 years of her life on her phone. Wow. 25 years of an 80-year life. That's not including that. So you imagine you go on your phone, spend all day on your phone, put it down, go to bed, wake up, do this next thing, and to do that for 25 years. Now, the scary thing about that, Andy, is that her weekly average screen time was significantly less than what all the recent studies are saying is the average amount of screen time for young people right now. So we, and, and the reason we don't notice that is because it's, we do this sometimes, but it's not usual that we sit down for four hours on our phone. It's a minute here, mm. it's 30 seconds there, it's five minutes there, it's 10 minutes there, but it's, it's like constant, it's consistent. And that time really quickly adds up to literally decades of our lives mm. that we're spending on our phone. Right. And you've just got to ask yourself, is that how I want to spend 25 years of my life or whatever that is for you? So it might be an interesting exercise, you know, for, for those who've listened. I've done this for myself, uh, for those who are listening, just to do that and, and, and to do that, those sums on, you know, based on their screen time over the average screen time over the last week and work out, you know, if I was to continue to, to use my phone for the rest of my life, like I've been using it this week, how much time actually in my life would I end up spending on it? And, and am I happy with that? And maybe your answer is yes. Um, but if your answer is no, then there's an opportunity to do something about that. Wow. So I'm just, let's, let's do it for me now, Tim. Let's, okay. We, I'll have to see if I can remember the sum because I'm really bad at maths. So I had to work we, it out before. If we're asking young people to do it, let's do it for me. So last week, okay. my average was five hours a day, which is, which is down 22% from the previous week. Okay. So let's take five hours a day. So if you were to do five times seven, then that's yeah, your let's, average let's week. Let's get my calculator out. Yeah. So five times by seven, is 35 hours a week. So that's 35 out of 168 hours a week yeah. I spent on my phone. So if you were now to times that by four, that's, that's, how, that's a month. So that's 140 hours a month. Yeah. Now, if you were to times that by 52, yeah. that is how much? 7,280 hours. Right. So let, now, if you divide that, by uh divide that by 24 hours that's how many days a year but that's that's including sleep time so actually well let's go with that yeah okay so dividing that by 24 yeah that's 303 days a year no that's not that can't be right that can't be right i must have done that wrong somewhere yeah <laughs> <laughs> that can't be right it was it was it was seven seven hundred. Uh, it was. It you got was, to how many hours a year, right? It was seven thousand eight hundred and fifty. Let's say that was someone can can read seven thousand eight hundred fifty. Wait, wait, wait. So no. So divide That's, that by divide that by three hundred sixty five. Maybe this is why I said it was risky to do it. I'm so bad at maths. Twenty one. Twenty one days. Twenty one and a half days a year. 
It's a that lot doesn't of days. feel right, does it? Yeah. Or, yeah. Either way, it's a lot. Either like twenty twenty one and a half days out of a year is is quite a lot. Yeah. Um, but maybe maybe we shouldn't have done the maths live. No, no, we can always but, cut that bit out. <laughs> but working, working, working that out, you know, for me, over seven and a half thousand hours a year put into just being on my phone yeah. is a heck of a lot. And yeah. somebody who's probably cleverer than both of us put together will figure out yeah. the maths on that and, and we'll send it as a DM to Instagram. But that, that's a heck of a lot of time to be to be doing that. And that's that's me. I'm probably less than the average teenager. I hope I would be less than the average teenager anyway. And like again, we're not saying being on your phone is bad. Like we're not saying being on social media is bad. You know, I, I, I'm on my phone, I'm using social media, I'm playing some games. I'm also talking to some family members who are long distance. You know, I'm keeping up with friends, I'm texting people and all that kind of stuff. But it's, it's in, in, in a healthy balance, isn't it? Is what yeah. we're looking at. And, yeah. you know, and I think, like, you know- like, we, like we wouldn't say that alcohol is, is bad. Like the Bible doesn't say do not drink, it says do not get drunk. Yeah. And so we're saying you've got to learn how do you consume alcohol in in healthy in healthy doses. And we're saying the same really for our phone, aren't we? We need to find these healthy rhythms to to consume and be consumed by our phone, aren't we? Yeah, like I, I like to think about one Corinthians six verse twelve. So one Corinthians six twelve says that I have the right to do anything but not everything is beneficial. He says, I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. Yeah. Um, and actually even good things can become our master. You know, the, the things that time is the truest form of love, isn't it? Because we, the things that we love are the things that we devote the most of our time to. So you mm. love Liverpool. You devote a lot of time therefore to, <laughs> to, you know, watching Liverpool, to reading about Liverpool, to talking to mates about Liverpool. But you love Laura more. Is that right? Apparently, so I'm told. <laughs> so, so you devote more of your time to her than you devote to, to your football team, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the evidence of what we love is, is by how we spend our time because we give our time to that which we love. And so if, we, if God is the first and most important thing in our lives, then we devote our time to him, to loving him, to serving him, to being with him. Uh, and I think it's just how, how it, how you're right to say, you know, it, it, like when we use it purposefully and we can use it for good, you know, that can be a good thing, but it's when it becomes our master, when we cannot mm-hmm. live without it, it actually becomes an idol in our life. It, it takes the place of God in our lives because it begins to fill a need that should be being filled by God. Yeah. And so, so like, like for me, I hit with lockdown hit and I was like, right, I know I'm going to be on more on my devices because of work and, you know, having to look at screens all the time because of zoom, every meeting was, wasn't face to face. It was screen to screen. And so, so I put in a, a discipline that, right. I don't take any devices in, into the bedroom now. So all of my devices are charged outside the room. And that was, right. that was the thing that was, was great. But, but actually the, the switch was, the devotions that I was doing, I was doing on version, Right. So, so I, during lockdown, I ordered a couple of devotional books that yeah. were, you know, 365 daily devotions and all those kind of stuff. And, and they were great, great for a time. Um, now lockdown's eased a little bit. I've gone back to doing devotions on my phone, but my phone stays out the bedroom, it's charged. I come down in the morning and I don't, I've turned all my notifications off in terms yeah. of work emails, 
That's the key. Instagram, all of that kind of stuff. I don't get any of those pushed on my phone at all anymore. But And so I can, I've got the discipline that when I get up, the first thing I go to is the Uversion Bible app and I'm doing a devotion on there. Although it's on my phone, it's purposeful, isn't it? And it's, that's kind of what you're saying, isn't it? Is, yeah. is finding purposeful ways to use your phone because Uversion is phenomenal. And if you're a teenager and you haven't got Uversion on your phone, flip and get it on your phone because it's so, so good. Um, but, you know, with, with going back to school, Tim, and, you know, there's a new educational rhythm. Uh, how do we... How do we put new rhythms of technology and new rhythms of using our phones healthily? How do we how do we get those into our lives and rewire our brains? Yeah, I, I think that's a really good question. I think one of the things that you suggested there is is I think something that's really valuable. Having our you know ninety one percent of us go to to sleep with our devices on next to us. That's actually really really dangerous because it disrupts our sleep cycles which means we don't get as deep a sleep and we don't get as restorative sleep. And a lack of sleep is connected to all kinds of issues, including mental health issues, mm. um, very closely connected to mental health issues. So if you, if you do struggle with anxiety or depression, one of the best things that you can do for that is actually turn your phone off at night and yeah. get good sleep. Really practical, but it's really going to help you. So I think what, one of the things you said, but let me tell you about some of the things I, I practice in, in my life, which really help, help me. The, the first is one that I talked about at Limitless Festival for any of anyone listening that um, connected with us at Limitless Festival where I have a commitment that I don't spend any time on my phone in the morning until I've spent time with Jesus. So I think most of us have fallen into this nasty habit of the first, literally the first thing we do in the morning, we wake up, we reach for our phone and we start scrolling. We, you know, we check our messages, our notifications, our news feeds, our social apps, all that stuff. And I just think that's a, that, you know, I really believe Andy that how we spend the first moments of our day impacts how we experience every moment of our day. Mm. And so to start our day like that with stimulation, comparison, um, you know, it's just a recipe for, for, for anxiety, for, 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 for comparison. Um, certainly not for joy, certainly not for peace. Yeah. When I start my day, slowly in the presence of god i open my bible i i you know sit in his presence i well, i've taken to spending five minutes just in silence in god's presence and you know reading his word that's just a, a recipe for peace and for joy mm. and for contentment and for stillness so you know the thing i said at, at limitless festival was you know um i will spend time with god alone before I spend any time with my phone. That's a commitment that I have. And I'd really urge anybody listening to build that as kind of a non-negotiable rhythm in your life. Uh, the other thing I do is I make sure my, I don't go on my phone an hour before bed um, every day. Um, and it's off uh, at, at night. So that, that there's two reasons for that. One is um, like physiologically, the whole blue light thing. So, so for those who aren't familiar, I guess loads of you will be. Um, our phones emanate this this blue light which what it does is it inhibits the levels of melatonin in, in our brain and melatonin is, is, is what tells you it's time to be sleepy and what gives you good sleep and restorative sleep so even so often it it means if we're on our phones just before bed we find it difficult to get to sleep but even if we don't it means that the sleep we're getting isn't as restorative because there's not enough melatonin in our brain so that's one of the one of the one of the physiological reasons. The other reason is just to give my mind a break from the like constant comparison and like you know 
stimulation that that comes from my phone so so there's that's a couple of the reasons i do that uh, the yeah, other thing you know just just to add to that um uh listen to a podcast uh, by a guy it was john eldridge um, yeah. who's written a book uh, get your life back and he talks about actually research shows we were only supposed to be in community with 150 people or so give or take and like we were only we were only designed to be in small villages of people interesting so actually, when we're, when we're constantly consuming the news of the world, the, not the newspaper, but the, <laughs> the, the news that is coming in at us all the time, yeah. we, like, we weren't built to have 24-hour news channels that are no. giving us all the bad news from around the world. Yeah. We were built to be in these tight-knit communities. So actually, when we're constantly on our phones and we're, we're getting all this, this constant compare and contrast, but also like emotionally, we weren't meant to carry the no. disasters of the world. We weren't designed to hear all of that or all about them all the time. So actually when we're switching on our phone and we're hearing about the Australian bushfires and about, you know, the murders of people all around the world and, um, you know, explosions in Beirut and we're hearing all this, we weren't designed emotionally with the emotional capacity to carry that. So actually that weighs heavy on our lives more and more because we're consuming that. So if we're consuming that, late at night that's going to have an impact as well isn't it yeah absolutely yeah it, it yeah it, it leads to to stress doesn't it and mm. and anxiety yeah certainly yeah yeah i agree with that yeah the, the other thing i do andy is um and this is i guess a bit more radical but i would without hesitation encourage everybody to do it uh, and actually i did this this next practice andy i did as a new year's resolution one year and i said i'm going to do it for a year and I found it to be such a restorative practice in my life that I kept it going ever since I've been doing it about three and a half years now. And that is that I take a 24 hour social media Sabbath every week. So one day of the week, every week for 24 full hours, I don't go on any, on any social channels at all. And I honestly, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good for my, for my mental health just enables me to rest in a fuller way, enables me to be more present to, to God and to the, the people around mm. me um, in, in my life. And actually, you know what's funny, Andy, is on that day, I notice how I, I notice more how distracted everyone else is and therefore mm. how distracted I must be on the days when I'm not doing that. Yeah, well. Uh, and so, you know, it sounds kind of radical, you know, can, can you take 24 hours off? off your phone every week but honestly it's been so so good for my soul and i wouldn't hesitate to encourage anybody to do it and practically you can do that without having to delete all the apps can't you because you there's some features on iphone that you can you can lock down certain apps for certain periods yeah um, so i heard you talk about this and i did this for a season i've, I've stopped doing it but not intentionally unintentionally so maybe i need to pick this back up again but i started doing it after i heard you talk about it at limitless festival last year and so I put certain apps into a category on, on the phone and, and they were just locked. So at midnight, I was doing it on Thursdays. So at right. midnight on a Wednesday, it would lock and, and it would be locked for a whole 24 oh, cool. hours. Yeah. Um, so it, it meant, I think I got Laura to put in a password so that I couldn't, you know, circumvent it and go around it. Um, but yeah, that's such a good good yeah. thing to do. You do something with turning your screen black and white as well, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, so there, I don't know how it works on all phones, but on, on, on iPhones, there's a color, a color settings in your settings There's a color settings and you can, uh, you can um, turn your phone to like a grayscale mode. 
So I was going to show you then, but obviously not people on the podcast can't see it. So there's no point doing that. Um, but it means that all of that, all of the kind of the red notifications and all the brightness of, of it, um, it, and it's not as compelling. And it's not, so what, one of the reasons it's so compelling is, is all of the color. Um, and, and so it's just, it makes it, again, it's another just little thing that makes it less addictive. So I, I've gone onto my color settings and put it onto grayscale. And if I ever need to turn it off because I'm using Google Maps or whatever and I need to see the traffic, um, then it's just a triple click and, it, and it's back on the, the color again. So I can easily, easily switch it once I've, I've set it. So yeah, I do that. And then the final thing I do, Andy, is um, uh, I have all of my notifications off except for the actual phone all of the time. And the reason I do that is because it means that I only use my phone when I need it rather than when it needs me. Wow. Um, so I choose when I'm going to check my messages. I choose when I'm going to check my socials. It's not screaming at me from my pocket or from my desktop or from, you know, the, the, the side of the sofa. I'm making the choice to engage with it rather than it going, you know, pick me up now, now, now is the time that you need to give me attention, which is what our notifications are doing. So there's a whole load of practices there, which have just helped me to manage my, my time um, and therefore manage my addiction. And I have to say, particularly with that 24 hour Sabbath one, but I'd say it for all of these practices at first, they were a real discipline as in something I had to work at doing and make myself do. Now I would say that they're a joy I actually look forward to that day where I don't go on social media and it's, yeah. and it's, it's now, it's now, I mean, this is three years in mind you, but it's now easy for me to do it. So like when I was on holiday just a few weeks ago, as we record, um, well, last week as we record, I didn't go on my phone, like hardly ever. I didn't go on my socials hardly ever because I've kind of broke the addiction now of, of three mm. years of kind of doing these different things. Um, and, so yeah, it, it is what I'm saying is it, if you want to go for these things, that is going to be hard at first and it is going to require discipline. But if you will persevere, I really believe it will be good for your mind, for your mental health, good for your soul, good for your relationships with the people mm. around you. Um, and it will start to become a joy uh, if you mm. can, can really push through and push through the pain. Yeah. And I, and I think the payoff in all of this is peace, isn't it? Yes. Uh, and, and life to its fullness. And yes. um, I'm, I may well get this wrong, but, but Leon often shares, you know, the, the average teenager now has the same level of mental health difficulty as the average um, like uh, mental health patient in the 1920s. Wow. And so, so our mental health as a, as a generation and as a, yeah, as a world has deteriorated mm-hmm. and and the payoff of this is peace. And so Absolutely. so you you listening to this, you do with this what you want to do with it. Do you know what I mean? This yeah. is this is one of the grey areas of following Jesus. Jesus is called the Prince of Peace, but it's not just it's not just a download like you download an app. It's actually some of it is you have to put in disciplines and rhythms and principles and and I think like if you you know this isn't a for being on social media is a sin or it's not a sin this is a hey we're suggesting some principles to give you some peace and help you follow yeah. jesus yeah. better in your world and i think yeah. we want to encourage you to to think about which of these that you could apply or maybe even you just spend the next week assessing am i addicted to your phone yeah maybe 
maybe finding a day where you could leave your phone at home when you go to school or finding a finding a time where you say, right, I'm not, I'm, when I'm waiting at the bus stop, I'm not going to check my phone. Yeah. I'm finding ways to do that and just have a bit of a, of a self-audit of how addicted are you to your phone yeah. and assess what principles do you need to put in place. And I think, I, I think if you apply some of these principles, if not all of them, the payoff will be peace yeah. and the payoff That's will it. be an improvement in your mental That's health it. and an improvement in your general That's well-being. That's it. And if I could just wrap, you know, wrap up with one final story, it was mental health awareness week earlier in the year. And um, uh, uh, we've, we have these kind of in our youth group, these kind of really small groups where we talk about like some of the questions, obviously we were talking about mental health that week on mental health awareness week. And we talked, you know, I talked with a couple of guys in, in my group about, you know, what are the things that, you know, help your mental health. And then, and then I said, what, uh, this was like all online, all on um, Instagram. I said, what are, what are the things that most negatively impact your mental health? And like in a sec, like half a second, <laughs> both of them, the reply came instantly with social media, the thing that had mm-hmm. the most negative in, in, in impact on their mental health. So I said, oh, oh, okay. So can I ask you this question? if somebody, you know, encouraged you or challenged you just to come off social media for seven days for a week, just to give yourself a break, would you be able to do it? Both of them said, no way. So they identified that it was the most significant thing that was impacting their mental health negatively. But even though they knew that and could admit that for themselves, they still couldn't come away from it. And like that really broke my heart. And it shows that this, uh, you know, uh, digital addiction thing is real. Um, Yeah but it will not be broken unless we take some active steps to do something about it. So just, I absolutely agree with what you're saying, Andy, and would really encourage you to, you know, reflect on these things, apply some of these things, because as you said, you know, the payoff is peace. The payoff is contentment and stillness in your soul. Mm. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Tim. And guys, if you're listening, we really encourage you to action some of that. And Hey, we want you to still join with us. You know, we are still, with Cruise. It starts back on the 9th of September with Cruise Live, all on YouTube. And then from the 16th, some of our groups will be meeting socially distanced back on the youth floor, which some of you I know have missed loads. And then we'll be kind of rotating. So some groups will miss will meet in Zoom on Zoom, some meet will meet on the youth floor socially distanced. Hey, but we want you to stay connected. Connection is absolutely king in this season that we're in, in these uncertain times. Stay connected to your small group leader, to your crew hangout leader, to the rest of your crew hangout leaders. Guys, we're for you. We love you. Stick with us. Make sure you subscribe to us. Make sure you follow us on all of the social media, even though you're going to do be really responsible with how much you're on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but guys, thank you so much for listening to the Life Central Youth Podcast. And we will catch you very soon. Take care.